0: Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Be Well Together podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Bowen, and I'm the Director of Employee Engagement Programs at Salesforce. In this weekly series, we bring in luminary speakers and well-being experts to provide insights and tips related to all aspects of mental, physical, and social well-being to help you thrive at work and at home. To learn more about the Be Well Together podcast and what you can expect, check out our trailer, now I'm very excited to introduce this first conversation. Today, we're talking about change. We recognize that change can be scary and hard, but we also know that overcoming hurdles and embracing change is part of life. Have you heard of the saying, old ways won't open new doors? Well, this episode helps put that into perspective. In this episode, Sunday Parker, former accessibility outreach program manager at Salesforce and the lead of our employee resource group, Force had the opportunity to chat with Mohamed Masekwai, founder of Vessel and former NFL wide receiver. Mohamed enlightened us with his perspective about how embracing life's challenges can create opportunities for big growth. In the spring of 2017, Muhammad's life changed forever after an ATV accident. In the blink of an eye, Mohamed went from professional athlete to a courageous amputee. It would have been a shocking transition for anyone, but Muhammad embraced his new life with an open mind. Without further ado, let's meet Muhammad.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Be Well Together. My name is Sunday Parker. I'm an Accessibility Outreach Program Manager at Salesforce, and I also lead our employee resource group for people with disabilities, which is called Ability Force. I'm so excited for our special guest. So just to kick things off here, I think most of us can agree that change can be really challenging. And our special guest today is going to help us understand how inevitable change can be a gift. So it's a great pleasure to introduce former NFL wide receiver Mohamed Masakwa. Welcome Mohamed, super excited to have you here.
2: Hey, Sunday, it is a pleasure to join you. Pleasure to join Salesforce. Uh, This Be Well series is amazing. I have had a chance to watch and learn from all the impactful guests that you've had. And we're sitting here through COVID-19, which has brought big change to everyone's life. And what's crazy is COVID didn't give any warning. It seems like it just came out of nowhere. And that's like the really interesting thing about change is that it often comes out of nowhere. Uh, I remember when COVID started, I was guilty of thinking that this was something that was going to go away really quickly. And it's easy to think that if it doesn't go away quickly, that somehow it is going to resume back to normal. And I remember back in 2017, I went through a big change. And for a split second, I thought my world was going to go back to normal. On this particular day in 2017, I was riding ATVs with some of my best friends. Uh, It was a ride that was supposed to be normal, like 2020. Uh, This particular ride went sideways, literally. Before I knew it, my ATV came stumbling down the track. Uh, When my ATV stopped, I noticed that I was significantly injured. and I originally thought that it was just a bad break. Uh, I thought I'd get my hand casted I thought, hey, this sucks. I'll bounce back in a couple of months. Everything will be normal. And it wasn't until I got airlifted to the hospital that my surgeon, he looked me in the face uh, very candidly. And he told me, Mr. Massaqua, we're going to have to amputate your hand. And I gave this look of shock, as you can imagine, hearing this news that you go from normal to now being an amputee. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop. Rewind. Like, why do you have to do that? Come again like this? This isn't supposed to end up like this. It was just supposed to be a joyride. At worst, I'm supposed to get a surgery. I'm supposed to get a cast. I'm supposed to go home. Ten surgeries later, weeks in the hospital, I was an amputee. And I played this situation back in my head. I'm from the South. I live in Atlanta. A common hobby down here is to get outside, enjoy the outdoors go four wheelings on ATVs, and I never expected not once in life to become an amputee. And as a former NFL athlete, I never thought about losing a hand, especially not a hand that I used to catch passes in real game, And, and but that's the reality. You, you think about how normal things are pre-pandemic, and I never thought that we'd be in a global pandemic, but it's the reality. And it's natural to be thrown off by the effects of these things that come out of the blue, that aren't supposed to be this way. We're trapped at home, we can't travel, we can't see our loved ones, we're homeschooling, we're working remote, we're burnt out, we're stressed out. You know, We have our dogs that want our attention and they, they, they wanna be a part of the things that we're doing and none of this is normal, but it's the reality. And what's interesting is that these major changes have this large that follow. They completely stretch us forever, mentally, physically, emotionally, I don't know anyone that hasn't been shaped differently uh, throughout COVID. I've never met an amputee uh, that hasn't been shaped differently if they had an accident that forced them to be an amputee. But here's the really tricky thing about major changes. We're conditioned to be resilient. We're conditioned to have grit. And I get it. I I played in the NFL. I played college football at the University of Georgia, which is in the SEC, the Southeastern Conference. And this is considered a tough conference. You know, I went to high school and my high school team won 109 games in a row, seven straight championships. So I get resilience, I get determination, I get pushing through. But those aren't always the wise things to do. If we're not careful, we actually push ourselves deeper into the challenge instead of actually pulling ourselves out of it. And we tell ourselves that we're okay and we hide behind a smile and we work hard, but in reality, we're struggling when these big changes hit us. And we run the risk of suppressing it. And if we continue to suppress it, what actually happens is that it appears later on in life if you don't make this conscious decision to actually sit with it and actually address it. And so we think that we have to have grit and resilience. But the part that's actually forgotten about, the, the part that I think that people really need to focus on more is actually the recovery and the healing from the thing that actually impacted you in the first place. So it's not always just jumping straight to being resilient. It's not always just jumping straight to having grit. A lot of times it's just sitting still and understanding that things are big, things are major, things are impacting us in ways that we could not anticipate before. And take full inventory of the situation, of the challenges, of the obstacles, of the reality that we're in, And anyone that's listening through this right now, if you've never had a major experience before in life, if you've lived through COVID, if you're alive, if you're moving, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, you know, we also have a tendency to get stuck and we can't stay stuck because we are alive. We are moving. We are people that are supposed to do things. And so we either have these two options where we either make progress and move forward or we move further away from progress and we actually start to regress. There's really no in between. And the question actually becomes now, okay, I get it. How am I supposed to move forward? Is it's something that I had to ask myself when I became an amputee, I, I felt stuck, you know, what does moving forward look like? Like what do you do when you go through a big change, when you're approaching a big change, how do you rebound, After literally losing a part of yourself, how do you rebound when your world gets completely shocked? And when there was no normal as a reference point, there's no like manual for becoming an amputee. There's no manual for surviving through COVID. These are supposed to be once in a lifetime things. And I started to actually reflect back on something my coach told me, a guy named Gus Bradley. He's actually the defensive coordinator for the Oakland Raiders now. And he used to always say, don't let Murphy get you which was a play on Murphy's Law, that anything bad can and will happen. And so if you understand that, don't let that get to you. Don't make the situation worse. And so I understood where I was now as an amputee. And for me, I found that in order to work through this big change that I now had, I had to have my mind intact. I think that mindset is directly correlated What's your capacity to do anything meaningful in life? And so if you're off mentally, then you're going to be off in everything else in life. And so the decisions that you make, they just aren't your best. During my recovery, I was highly depressed. I was highly anxious. I was paranoid. I didn't want to lose another body part. And so when you're going through these different emotions that life is now throwing at you and more people experience them than they'd like to admit, you you literally like you have to do something about it. And so for me, I decided that I had to go to therapy. I had to address where my mind was at. After going through this trauma of losing my hand, like I had to start the healing process. But the strangest thing actually happened. It was, it was the weirdest thing. I thought we were gonna go in there and start at the accident. And we actually didn't start at the accident. We actually started way back to my childhood. And we started to uncover all of these things just throughout life. And I didn't actually realize that some of the emotions and the challenges that I was experiencing as a result of becoming an amputee, I'd actually experienced before in life. I just never made the connection. I didn't know what they were. And if I'm honest, if everybody's honest, there's probably things that we've experienced pre-COVID that we just actually never made the connection with. We've actually never really taking the time to address them. And so I started to realize the power of these little changes. And I started uncovering all these little things. And I realized that we all have these blind spots that if we actually start to work on them, they could have a tremendous impact. And they're different for everyone. Everyone has different blind spots. There's no you know, list of things that if you check it off, they're just little. They're very subtle. that go unnoticed to you. A lot of time and by not addressing them what happens is that we leave so much of our potential on the table and i think that the thing that you know we have a tendency to do as humans we we wait for something big to happen before changing like we need this big start date before like we actually set in motion to do the thing that we're supposed to do but this is really really dangerous like because one big changes they don't come around often is once in a lifetime we, we haven't been through this type of pandemic since like well, 1918. I, I think they said the influenza came out. And so these, these things just don't come around. So if you're waiting your whole life for this big thing to to jumpstart you, you just may not get that opportunity. And if you do get that opportunity, here's the, the real danger is that there's no guarantee that you make it like I could have easily died. On my ATV accident, there's a lot of people that have passed through COVID. There's a lot of people that have been in major situations that they just don't make it through. And, you know, making it through sometimes is out of your control. There's so much adversity that comes with these big events. There's so much impact. And the way that they impact you, sometimes you can't control it all the way. But you can start with the little things. The the little things are the things that you don't have to worry about, like this big tidal wave like being thrown at you you can actually control these little things. And for me, I started to unlock these little things through therapy and going to therapy, not just as a one-off, but frequently. I started out going once a week and then now it's tapered off to once a month so that I continue to start to understand these little things. And the funniest thing happened, like I I really wish I would have known about this sooner. I I really wish when I was a child, when I was in college, when I was a pro, but I didn't actually know what mental health was. And then when I found about it, I started to think, well, you know, I don't really have a reason to go when you start to make all these excuses as to why you don't need it. And maybe it's because it's this useless stigma that swirls around mental health, you know, and I don't even really know where it started. We rely on people for everything else, whether it's going to the dentist or even having a nutritionist or having someone that we trust as a a coach to, to train us in our bodies. But for some reason, we neglect the thing that actually powers everything. and We neglect the thing that powers all our decision making. And so we think these big things have to happen. But in actuality, it's just, I don't want to be off. I actually want to function at my best. And I don't think we should shrug off these little things. Or I don't think that we should compare our little things or big things to other people. I've had situations where people will come out to me or they'll, they'll reach out to me and they'll, they'll start to tell me about the challenges in their life. And I've had people come and say, man, you know, this happened to me, but it's not as quite as bad as losing a hand. And I'll stop them like right there, literally, and say, don't compare my situation to your situation. It, it, please don't do that. If you've been through something, if it's big to you, if it impacts you, if it's a paper cut, please address it. Don't downplay it. Don't self-sabotage Your own situation, like when you compare your situation to other people, you completely miss the mark and you prevent the changes that you actually need in your life. And you neglect your own progress because you don't think your own progress is worthy because you're actually comparing it to someone else. And so these little things, they bring out parts of you that you've been pushing away your whole life. People are designed to evolve. People are designed to grow. People are designed to be active to create, to function at the best of our abilities and having this mental clarity through these little changes actually allows you to do that. You know, and for me, some of these mental changes were actually communicating my feelings, being aware of the triggers um, that set off certain things, getting the right rest, um, continuing to do mental therapy. And like I said, for everybody, these changes are going to be different And, and that's the beauty of it. You get a chance to explore what works for you. There's, there's no cookie cutter one size fits all. And I think that these small changes allow us to see clearer. They allow us to see opportunities. They allow us to create opportunities. They allow us to connect the dots. They allow us to trust ourselves, to have confidence, to trust our abilities, to understand our weaknesses, to know what's next, to align to things that we're actually passionate about. And so you get that, you get an understanding of, of how these small changes actually start to help you move forward. And in fact, you you actually get excited about the opportunities. I went from thinking about, whoa, you know, I've had this crazy accident to actually being charged up about what life could now offer now that I was in the right mental framework. And this is actually the clearest that I've ever been in life. I wish I would have had this mindset during my playing days and, and I have it now. And the thing about these little changes is that they're intentional. They take effort. And since they take effort, that's where you build endurance. And endurance is actually where the grit and the resilience is acquired. Like you don't develop grit and resilience passively. You can't hear somebody speak about it and say, okay, now I have this grit and resilience thing. You actually have had to go through something and actually had to work through something and actually had to like feel what it feels like to maneuver through all the things that bring challenges. And that's good because. Things appear hard. The the reason people fear change is because they don't have endurance. But once you build their endurance, it's natural to move through these different things because you're equipped for the journey. And and these little things are actually the things that give you the opportunity to do that. And and we spend so much time working that, you know, I I think people want to function at the highest level. They want to play at the highest level of their potential. And many people function at a good level, at, at, at a really good level. But it's not necessarily their max version and a lot of times we don't know our max version because we haven't let these little things truly transform us and we need max performance now more than ever just the world is getting more complex the world is getting more competitive we've been tied um we've been pulled in so many different ways the work that you're doing at Salesforce, there's people all around the globe that depend on you and they're dependent on you to perform at your best. And it's, it's really hard to do that if your mind isn't there. The, the mind literally powers everything. The body follows um, your motivation, your outputs, your action. And if your mind isn't where it needs to be, everything else suffers. And so I'm of the belief that the change is good. You, you know, it's actually good. It propels growth. It propels, you know, the ability to evolve. But please, the, the one thing is don't wait for the next big thing. We have no idea what the next big thing. Start to make these little changes now and start to course correct. It's time to change. You know, if, if you're going through something big or small, please, 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 please address it. And I hope this statement is false. I really, really hope this statement is false. Things used to be once in a lifetime, but it seems like now there's something like once every five to 10 years that just stops the world. And so start making these changes now, start identifying what they are, start putting it in motion and and just look forward to seeing all the amazing work that you and Salesforce continue to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, so many amazing amazing points and themes there. I you know, one thing that really stuck out to me is the theme of, you know, resiliency and I think people would be really surprised with how resilient the human spirit is when when it has to be and I hope that a lot of people have have learned that in the pandemic, you know, it but it is a difficult time when we're kind of all going through this and in different ways. And, you know, what you mentioned about friends and family coming up to you, I've had a disability my whole life. I've uh, lost my ability to walk when I was quite young. And a lot of people have come to me throughout my life after they have been through accidents and kind of said, like, "I I don't know how you do this. It's so hard. And I always have to kind of stop them and pause and say, you know, I have learned this my whole life. And it's, it's something that has come naturally. And when you are going through something as a kid, it's so different than going through it as an adult. So just giving yourself, like you said, that space and, and kindness to yourself is just something that I hope a lot of people will, will take away and um, realize that, you know, that is that is so incredibly important. So thank you so much for, for sharing. And I do have a couple of questions could kind of dive into further as well. And, you know, one thing is you've been very open about your accident and how you struggled, you know, with denial and, and fear. And one piece of advice you, you shared and a quote, if I can read that is, whenever you're dealing with trauma, give yourself a chance to actually feel it so that you can move on from it. And I thought that was, you know, incredibly powerful. And I was wondering if you could share a bit more about how you managed to cope with the changes that you've encountered through your life.
2: So I think we go through phases where we go through denial, we go through, you know, the fear, we we go through everything, but actually sitting with the thing that got us there. Um, And when you don't actually sit with the thing that that got you there, you can't heal from it because you've you've never fully addressed it. And we're scared to fully address it because we don't either want to admit that it's true, that it's happened, or we are scared that we don't know what's on the other side of life. But once you address it and you realize that it may be challenging, but I'll get to the other side, you start to focus your attention on what you need to do to continue to make progress. Which that is the part of life that I think that we should all be in is how do we focus on making progress versus having these anchors that hold us down from our past.
1: Yeah, that's great. And, you know, we, we talked about this, you know, change is hard. That's kind of how we, we opened up this session. And, you know, most of the time it's natural for us to be kind of partial against resisting that change. Do you have any advice for kind of those who are struggling to kind of let go and not always need to be in control and just sort of kind of trust the process of life as you would, so <laughs> to speak?
2: It's funny. It's it's but now with, you know, social media, we get a chance to see everything. With data, we're supposed to be able to predict everything, but that hasn't always been for humanity. People were left to do things off of gut, off of intuition, and sometimes it was right, sometimes it was wrong. And I think we strip our freedom to just live life when we're trying to actually just have this systematic approach. We we miss the beauty of life sometimes. We miss the beauty of the struggle where where sometimes when things don't go our way, we learn something so valuable that it carries us to the next stage of life. That's why I said like people grow. I think people have grown through COVID. I've, I've grown through my accident. When people grow, they move through life with a much cleaner lens of how they actually want to live through life versus just having everything fall into place.
1: And do you have any thoughts on kind of what are some of the things we can do to kind of build these capabilities, you know, of what's come with the the change of the pandemic and kind of use them to kind of overcome some of the challenges we're all facing?
2: I think it starts with communicating how you're actually feeling. I remember I was, I mean, maybe at the surgery five, I had a friend who came to check on me in the hospital and he I mean, my hand's bandaged up and he says, hey, how are you doing? And I said, hey, I'm okay. And he looks at me and he kind of tilts his head. and he like, how are you okay? You just left surgery. And I just boo-hoo cry. Like, oh my God, you know, life is over. Da, 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 da. And so just letting it out to actually know where you're at and then having people pick you up and say, okay, it's, it's time to go. And then I'm, I'm a big believer that other people inspire people. And so a lot of times I would just see people doing amazing things out in the world. And it would just charge me up, even if it wasn't the thing that I would want to do. It's just the fact that someone else got up that day and they were focused on their mission that charged me up. And there's so many people doing incredible things that they give us these reference points as to what's possible if we do the same things.
1: Yeah, there's so much we can learn from each other. And I know, you know, I'm so proud of the disability community as a whole for so much we can learn from some of the acts of kind of resiliency and some of the the struggles that we have faced pre-pandemic are really coming to the forefront for a lot of people that we can learn from the community.
2: I'll I'll, I'll touch on that. So there's a Camp Sunshine here in Atlanta who they have a week where they host kids who are amputees. And so I went there, you know, shortly after I was done rehabbing and recovered and they had a dodgeball tournament, and there's kids that have lost legs, there's kids that have lost arms, and they're just sitting there having the most amazing time. And one of the kids, they say, "Hey, you know, come join and play with us." And I started to say, "Okay, I'm gonna take it easy." You know, I'm kind of throwing the ball, and this kid Garrett, he's a snowboarder now. He's actually on the U.S. Uh, uh, paramedic Olympic team, and he's just firing balls at me, firing balls at me, and he gets me out. And it's it's you think people can't do until you actually see them do and more people can do than they're giving credit for. It. And so I think at the end of the day, people just want to be accepted. They want to be free and they want to have the space to just do and be whatever life allows them to be.
1: Yeah. So, so important to have that representation and, you know, you saw it from a kid and I'm sure so you, you know, inspired also so many people to rethink what is possible for them to do. So yeah. That's incredible. And kind of if we can end on, you know, one final question about, you know, team culture and how that kind of plays a part in change, you know, what can our leaders and, and our team members can kind of learn to do to kind of create a culture where, where everyone can thrive?
2: You know, it's interesting. Everyone has, you know, the best version of themselves, like a, a superpower. Like we're all gifted with these super abilities, just based off of our backgrounds, based off our experiences, based off of where we come from. And so if we allow people to bring those out and we start to fuse them together, you just have these transformative things. But if you don't, what tends to happen is that the team starts to fracture. People don't trust each other. People resent each other. People don't bring their full selves together. People aren't as engaged. And so you you really diminish your ability to perform if your team isn't dynamic, because, you know, even if you have a super talented individual, they're talented in a space. They're not a talented in everything. And so you miss the ability when you don't allow everyone to come together and just really self-select and to, to do transformative work
1: yeah and if there's ever a time where we all need to kind of build each other up i think it is this year thank you so much Mohammed. i really enjoyed this conversation thank you so much for for joining us and to the audience appreciate you listening in and wherever this finds you i hope you are happy and healthy and and be well thank you everyone
0: bye-bye great work I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Please be sure to leave a rating and review. We also encourage you to share this podcast with friends, family, and anyone you think could use a boost of inspiration. And for more Be Well Together goodness, visit salesforce.com plus or click the link in our show notes. Then check back here next week for our episode on the power of introverts with author Susan Cain.